blah, 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 blah. Welcome to the Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome with Melissa Kirscher and Wendy Bowlesby. Welcome, dear listeners, to Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome. I am Melissa, and over there, way south of where I am, is... Windy! Not as far south as I will be! That's true. Windy <laughs> will be uh, a traveling for the next couple of weeks, so uh, this is our laughed laughed last, last, last recording uh, before she... Uh, goes away to the Australia. Australia. You're going to meet a Razorback, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Awesome. <laughs> I cannot wait to hopefully pick up a little bit of Australian accent. It's an accent I've never been successful at, and I'm really hoping that exposure to it means that I pick some of it up. <laughs> well, I've long wanted to put together like a chart of all the, like the, the phrases that you're supposed to be able to say in a certain accent, like park the car in Harvard Yard for the Boston accent, that sort uh -huh. of thing. I feel yeah. like there should be one for Australia. That's not raise a bick, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and, and like nothing too cliche like put another shrimp on the barbie or good day right mate. no it's something that like showcases the the, the peculiarities way, yeah right? the peculiarities the the distinctive notes of the accent so when um when i was taking accent classes in college because i was a theater major what um mm. yeah like there would be a phrase that would help me lock into that accent that would that would grab whatever part of the accent made my mouth move right that would help right. me lock it in like for the yiddish accent it's the palatal mm -hmm. l and so it was a million dollars yeah and once i said that i was like oh i remember how this feels and yeah like uh pack the car right pack the car uh, and have it yet um or for new york like uh quarter <laughs> Oh, you got a quarter? I want to grab a cab, right? So I'm really hopeful that I'm gonna I'm gonna find it for Australia, <laughs> or just the the name Michael Caine for his accent. <laughs> yes, Michael yes. Caine. <laughs> Michael Caine. Really, Michael all you Caine. have to do is think that you have a terrible nose cold, and you're most of the way there. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's pretty much right. So <sighs> this is a a podcast about things that we enjoyed over the last week, cinema and otherwise. So, dear Wendy, did you watch something delightful, something that brought you joy this week? I did. Ooh. Um, uh, three hours of it. Can you say the heiress tour? 
Oh, Eras, Eras, the Eras tour. There's something about the way it's always bold that makes it look like a Greek name. Yeah. If it was <laughs> the, the Eras tour, that would be the Illuminati. That'd be very different. Very different. Um, this was not chaotic. This was, if anything, just a master class in in stagecraft and organization <laughs> like there's a part of me that just was like oh the stage management on this had to have just been top notch dang the the art of stage management yes and the rehearsals like i i cuz some of those some of those quick changes were incredibly quick and mm-hmm. the design oh melissa the design by the way um slightly off topic but related they are doing a concert movie of Beyonce's Renaissance tour oh I know and it should be here soon I am very definitely going to go see it because yes it looks amazing and of course you sang its praises Um, the Eras tour even if you're not a Swifty because I I don't consider myself a Swifty because Mm -hmm. like that is a, a higher bar I, I think she is fucking talented. I think mm-hmm. she, that I think that woman knows how to put together some killer phrases and mm-hmm. real hooks. Like, um, there was so I was sitting next to Theodora, and because we had to change our tickets at the last minute, Chris was actually sitting in front of us. But like, there was a set of like three songs that were just boom, 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 and I just looked at Theodora, and I'm like, that is a bop. Like, mm-hmm. how do you not? wiggle in your seats it's like is her voice and and the other thing I was sort of thinking as I was watching is her voice isn't amazing her voice is actually quite limited mm-hmm. that's but it like and and when you think of some of our greatest pop performers like it wasn't about the voice Madonna no. please but she's fucking iconic and madonna doesn't even write her own songs the way that taylor does um but just what a great idea so the the, her concept for this was like she had made like three albums five albums something and had not toured any of them and that previously every time she released an album she would tour the album and the title of the tour would be the name of the album right And then because of the pandemic, she released like several albums. And then when it was finally time to tour, they were like, what are you going to do? Like tour all of them? And she's like, yeah, Yeah. fuck it. Yeah. Watch me. And she is having the time of her life. Like she says that on stage and I believe her. And while she is a very good performer, I don't think you can fake the kind of enthusiasm and God damn her backup dancers and backup singers and band. Nice. Holy shit. The choreography, because of course I stayed to see who the choreographer was. Um, Choreographer (laughs) Mandy Moore, a very Mm -hmm. well-known contemporary choreographer. And this choreography was so great. Not because it was, holy shit, how do you do that? but because it was clever and entertaining and clean, like it wasn't like displaying like virtuoso dancing, but it was so visually stunning and fun to watch. Mm -hmm. And of course, you know, 
my typical complaint whenever I watch any sort of recorded performance of cool, cool. Can we just back out? Can you just show me what's going on everywhere, please? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get it. We want to see Taylor's face on the big screen, blah, blah, blah. Cool, cool. She hasn't changed her clothes or her makeup or her face in the la- in the, in the 30 seconds since we had a giant close-up of her. Can you please show me what else is going on? Because this stage is amazing what they're doing with the lights on it, mm-hmm. um, what they're doing with the sets, what the backup dancers and the band and the singers are doing. The, um, the not folklore, Evermore, the Evermore set, which is not an album mm-hmm. I really know that well. But she comes out and like she is, I don't know if this is true of that album or her where she was at that time but right now what it looks like is oh that was her in her witchy phase totally like totally being stevie nick she comes out in this uh cottagecore dress with this hooded cape on all of the (laughs) dancers are in hooded capes and they have these glowing orange balls and it looks like a fucking coven meeting in the woods yeah and it's so it's so visually arresting. It's so, and it's not that anything they're doing is that hard, but the way they're moving, the synchronization of the swaying with these dark capes and these glowing orbs, and yes, and then when she gets to the, the her red, which is red in 1989 of the albums I'm most familiar with. I've listened to the other albums, but those are the two albums that I think are just full of just you know, just bop after bop after bop, like they slap. Her set for red, this, everybody was in red, but the stage was black and white. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then there was another set where everybody was in black and white. I think that was for 1989. The set was doing something, the stage was doing something else, but these black and white outfits, oh my God, the costume designs, Melissa, I wanted all of those clothes. <laughs> they were so cool. And the backup dancers were so diverse. I'm nice. talking body mm-hmm. size, body type, um, age. There was this one woman, white woman with blonde hair, she has to be in her 40s. Has to be. And she is moving. Like, <laughs> I spotted her. I'm like, damn, girl, you go get that. Um, a couple. And then they did one uh, femme presenting chair dance, except two of the dancers were two of the more masculine dancers. But they were there in the cat suits, in the high heels, playing that gender fluid. It was nice. so glorious. Um so and like obviously different ethnicities and racial types as well so like I just really appreciated because like they all could dance and we don't need everybody to look like a supermodel to be able to pull off being a dancer in a concert for crying out loud it was so it was really lovely to watch although I mean to be honest the internet has been going, TikTok's been going crazy over him. And I see why, because he's ridiculously charismatic. And it's not just because of his 12 pack abs, holy cow, and that he's very pretty. When he smiles, his whole face lights up. He like, he's the dream curly for Oscar Isaac. <laughs> okay. Okay. Like, when they do, it should Oscar Isaac ever make a movie 
version of Oklahoma. This guy is dream curly <laughs> for him, right? That, that okay. tells you, like, also the level of charisma and intensity mm-hmm. and focus. But man, the smiles. Um, so yeah, three hours. Like, it almost gets to be a little tiring, but it's just a fucking juggernaut of. And it just keeps going, and it just ke- and she changes it up so frequently, um, and it's almost all her singing, very little talking. Like that's awesome. It is a masterclass in doing a concert, but also just impressive the the stamina and oh my god, the smartest thing. Your entry ticket, basically, you got this bracelet that Mm -hmm. also lit up and was programmed as part of the display. And when I tell you, like it would change colors, it would, it would blink on and off in rhythm. It would like, so that when they, when they, when you're looking out at the stadium, it's not just this blank and black field. Mm -hmm. It is lit up like a, like a star field. So, and I have to imagine like, how that made you feel a part of things, how it kept everybody visually connected. It looks amazing on the screen, of course, because you're not just looking at the stage surrounded by black in this stadium. The the stadium is part of the visual experience. The crowd is part of the visual experience. It was so smart and so cool. And yeah, I just, I, and to know that, Literally, Taylor Swift, by doing this tour, upended economies, like yes. entire industries, because mm-hmm. like Taylor Swift is coming to town. I'm sorry, you're going to have to reschedule your little football game. She's going to take, <laughs> uh, she's, she's sold out, sold out the entire stadium every mm-hmm. night, months in advance. I mean, yep. So, go, you know, cute, you and your cutesy little football team can go figure out someplace else to play or just cool your heels, right? And also the way that, like, I mean, cities had to have been salivating once they saw how, like, the impact of how many people were traveling to come to this. But also think about, like, how cities reel under the Super Bowl or the Olympics, and yet mm-hmm. none of that, none of that with Taylor Swift fans, with femme, with overwhelmingly femme-presenting crowds. And then, of course, what she did to the movie industry by just cutting out, the, cutting out the distributors and going directly to the theaters and being like, did you want to show my movie? <laughs> Let's make a nice deal. You get a good cut. I get a good cut. And fuck the haters. Yep. So glorious. And like, and this is a woman who knows she has more money than she could spend in the rest of her life. And so she just starts, as we all heard, like sharing it with her cast, with her crew, with her roadies. Like, here's your, here's your huge bonus because I'm making money hand over fist when I didn't need it in the first place. Right. It, yeah, it's, it's a really, I, and of course it's gone now, but I, we're, we're going to buy it because yeah. why wouldn't I turn that on and just have that playing on a Saturday afternoon while I cleaned house or puttered around or crocheted? 
right? Because it's going to be right. an amazing soundtrack. Anyway, so yeah, the Eras tour, highly recommend. Um, well, get your, well, when like, when Beyonce comes out with her tour, that means we can trade and watch your oh, show notes. Oh yes, I mean yeah. the costumes on that look ridiculous. <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, yeah, very much. I'm, so. I'm looking yeah. forward to the Beyonce one too because she had different costumes depending on the show. <sighs> right? <laughs> it's going to be a smorgasbord. It's going to be a smorgasbord. And there's that's another woman who's ridiculously talented and smart. So Indeed. yeah, very much looking forward to it. Um, so Melissa, what did you watch this week? <laughs> so, <laughs> yes. so dir- director Steven Summers, the guy who did the mummy, which yes, which, had his little run in the late nineties. And so in 1998, he did a little movie called deep rising. <laughs> oh yes. I remember right. this. I've never seen it before and I saw a clip of it I saw a clip of it on YouTube and I went that is exactly what I want to see right now so I went online (laughs) I found where it was streaming and I put it into my eyeballs and Wendy I was so satisfied it was everything I hoped it would be so dear listeners if you have never seen Deep Rising it's not a good movie it's even kind of resoundingly stupid in a lot of ways, but by God, <laughs> it's a lot of fun. And so uh, it's it's got zip to it. It's got verve. It's kind of like the Stephen Summers mummy movie where, you know, it just kind of rips along. And it's got characters and they do character things and uh, <laughs> there's there's jokes and, and stuff. And then there's a CGI squid monster uh, attacking a... Uh, a cruise ship but also there's torpedoes and there's like uh they'd be space marines if it was aliens but you know they're just regular marines but but like mercenary marines and with like torpedoes (laughs) and and there's explosions and there's water everywhere and there's uh treat williams rest in peace Treat Williams and Famke oh. Jansen and like an armada of late nineties character actors. There's like Wes Studi and Anthony Held in there, <laughs> and everybody. And Jimon Hansu is in it, and it's it's glorious. It is so. <laughs> it is it is like a big chunk of Velveeta when that is all you want. It's like three thirty in the morning, and you get a chunk of Velveeta and you go, yes, this is exactly the junk food I want. That is deep (laughs) rising. And it makes me so goddamn happy. (laughs) Well, that was enough. That's one of those movies. That's part of a set where there was like, um, like kind of like Armageddon and deep impact, right? Where, yeah, like two different studios come out with movies about the same thing, but that are wildly different in tone. Um, what was the other one for Deep Rising? It was like well, I can't remember, but there were a whole bunch of like underwater movies in the wake of the Abyss. So there was like Leviathan and Deep Star Six, Deep Blue Deep Sea. Star Six. That's it. Deep That's Star it. Six. Okay. That's the so, one I'm thinking of. Deep Star yeah. Six, which takes itself a lot more seriously and then deep rising <laughs> that knows exactly what it is oh, and, yeah. and is having a great time doing it much like the fucking mummy oh yeah yeah absolutely yeah. i i kind of love how the the mummy is becoming kind of this 
bisexual uh, oh, uh, oh, yeah. cult film, you know, it, it, the reassessment of it is something that gives me joy as well. Well, so yeah, yeah. All the memes are like, <laughs> were you like, when did you know you were bi? Well, what year did the mummy come out? Because, yeah, right. because, because like my sexuality is the cast of the mummy is another meme and they're not wrong. I mean, come well, yeah. on, Rachel Wise and Brendan Fraser, but also Oded Fair. <laughs> right? <laughs> Hello. Right. Mm. And then also, um, what's his toes who plays the mummy whose name I'm blank, Arnold, Arnold Vaslu. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And you're just like, all of these people are pretty and I have no problem looking at any of them for any reason, whatever they're going to do. <laughs> have um, you, have you seen the meme where somebody put glasses on Arnold Vaslu and the mummy? No. Like dark, <gasps> dark rimmed glasses. Oh, oh Wendy. No. Oh, Wendy. It's hot. I it is so it. hot. I want to take those off of him. <laughs> oh, yes. And then put them back on and go, ooh. And then take them off and on and on. Uh, anyway. And then take them off and then put them yeah. back on. And then yeah. take them off and then put them back on. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Yes. Sorry. The, what? It brought me joy. What? It brought me joy. I bet it did. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> so, yeah, that, that was my discovery this week that made me so happy. It, it, I mean, seriously, Wendy, it is exactly, I, I had a hole in my soul that was exactly the shape of deep rising at that very moment. And there it was, it was ready for me. I was ready for it. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing quite like the perfect movie for the mood you're in. Right. And when that itch gets scratched. Oh Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. So good. So good. Now I have been doing crafting in advance of, um, I mean, look at me, Melissa. I started my crafting in September, Mm. knowing I'd be gone for most of November. Am I done with it? Still no. And and are we surprised? No. But also, like, how is it that I keep starting things in December and thinking that I'm going to get them done in time for Christmas when I started in September and I'm still (laughs) not done? Bless me. Bless me for the fool that I am. But it means I've been re-watching um, movies that I don't have to pay attention to but still love. Right. So, uh, right. yeah, it was a one-two punch of The Core and Glass Onion this weekend. Oh, such comfort. Such comfort. Right? So I've good. Watched, I've watched Glass Onion, I bet, at least five times since it came out. And it, it's not enough. It's oh, not it's, enough. I love it so much. The clothes are so great. The costume design is so great. Daniel Craig is having such a good time. I, Everybody and, is having a good time. Everybody. Oh yeah. But I and I love that Ryan Johnson captured that specific in, infarction point. <laughs> <laughs> inflection the, point. Well, he in, says infarction in the movie. Infarction. You're right. You're right. Um, that specific moment in time when everybody kind of went. Elon Musk is dumb. Oh. <laughs> he's, he's just dumb. <laughs> he's just dumb. And it's so glorious. Yes. Um, so, so yeah. Uh, um, so, Melissa, so Wendy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, so Wendy, uh, what other things have brought you joy this week, aside from Glass Onion and, and crafting before the holidays? Um, 
two things. I'm going to share two things with you. Okay. Uh, the first is going to be a little bit more relatable. Um, mm -hmm. And the second is going to be just a fucking meme on TikTok that is cracking me up right now. Um, Fuck yeah. So the first is, God damn it. How, like, when you find the right tool for the job, it makes you curse how long you didn't know about that tool, that oh, yes. something could have been dealt with really well. And you're like, oh, this makes this makes a difference. This makes my life better, even if it's in this small. Power washers, Melissa, when I tell you <laughs> the, the peculiar joy of power washing your deck and watching that clean, sharp edge of clean versus dirt, Oh, it just is so satisfying. Oh, my God. So we got a patio cover finally put on. So we had to power wash the patio before we put our furniture back on it because uh, it was offensive to my eye. Um, right. And then also I power washed the front because I had a power washer. Front, and then I used Ooh. it to push back the plants that had been encroaching on our front walk. And then I was like, well, I've got a power washer. And then I started power washing the front railing. And then I started power washing uh, the furniture, the patio furniture. Melissa, power washers are really fun and effective. Yeah, they are. It's super great, isn't it? Yep. So that brought me joy. And also our patio looks amazing now. But the second thing that literally just popped onto my radar today and is making me giggle uncontrollably, there is apparently some anime. I think it might be a game. It's definitely Japanese. And they're in this game, which has this whole world building. There's a thing where you go before judgment and there's a machine that turns people's sin into some sort of ore, some magical metal right? Okay. The name of this machine, because what has happened is they have taken the soundtrack, the, the voiceover from the English translation of this game or this, I think it's a game. It might be, it might be an anime. I don't know. They've taken that and they've memified it. And it is called the Oratrice Mechanique Donnelly's Cardinal. The fuck? And, and you can hear the cadence of that, right? Yeah. The Oratrice Mechanique Donnelly's Cardinal. What is happening on TikTok right now? And it's so dumb. And it's the reason I fucking love TikTok is people have taken these clips because somebody on YouTube made a video of every time in the game that is said and like grabbed just the sentence and made a super cut of it. And so people are making dance videos to it where when it's just normal words they're just standing or doing whatever but the minute it gets to oratrice mechanique donnelly's cardinal they do these little dance steps because it's ridiculously rhythm rhythmic <laughs> and it's so dumb and it's so great if nobody has folded this in with the thing that was happening with uh Benedict Cumberbatch's name several years right? ago. This needs to dovetail together. Right? It needs to. I love the human instinct to be silly. Oh, like God. that people heard that and heard what, because the minute I heard it, I'm like, oh yeah, that's very mm -hmm. rhythmic. Like, dee 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 dee. And they're just, 
Well, I don't think you have TikTok. I'll find one of the videos and I will text it to you. Yeah, you so... need to send me that link because I sure ain't going to Google it. I will do that for you. It's so dumb. <laughs> it's so dumb and silly. What about you, Melissa? What has brought you joy this week? All right. So, so late last night, uh, Fess is telling me to go to bed on time. And it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. In a moment, in a moment. And just as I'm about to close my computer for the night and obey, I learned, first of all, that there used to exist a museum in England called Barometer World, which was a museum of barometers. <laughs> It sadly is not there anymore, which makes me sad. And they've like liquidated their 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 museum, but I think they still repair historical barometers. But anyway, through this, I learned that they had something still that didn't manage to sell at auction. And oh, Wendy, I want it. I do not have money to spend on it, but this is a thing that actually existed. And still exists, and I could potentially own it. The Tempest Prognosticator. Okay? First off, that is a great name for an album. Right. So, the Tempest Prognosticator was a barometer that was uh, made by George Merriweather. And, uh, like, one was made... And then, like, three other duplicates were made. The original doesn't exist anymore, but the one of the duplicates is the one that's owned by the former barometer world. This is this ornate thing that's several feet around that has chains leading up to this ornate uh, circle spire at the top. And around the base of it, there are 12 hand-blown glass jars, which used to house pet leeches. Okay? <laughs> and so, so when the weather was about to change, leeches, their behavior changes, and they'd crawl up to the, the top of the glass, and they'd ring a bell. <laughs> so you knew a storm was coming in because there were leeches ringing a bell. And Wendy, I want one. I want it. Oh, <laughs> of course There's you do. I want storm predicting leeches to ring bells for me and tell me what the weather is. Apparently it worked really well. <laughs> like better than most other barometers of the day. <laughs> Why am I both not surprised and delighted? Yeah, right. Of course. <laughs> you know what? Uh, when we when we end up in the apocalyptic wasteland, Melissa, mm. I feel like you will finally have your opportunity to build that. I will to, definitely to build a leech barometer. It doesn't Absolutely. have to be as fancy as as this one, but uh, yes, I should be able to make a leech ring a little bell, tell us when a storm's coming in. Related, I found. Did oh my you God. know this? I found out something I did not know. Did you know something that we don't know? In fact, we don't know <laughs> where freshwater eels come from. Oh, yeah, I did, know. I did not know this. Yeah. I did not know this. Listeners, they, they, what I'm think it's, 
They think it's somewhere in the Sargasso Sea, but nobody has seen that life stage of eels. Yeah. So listeners, mm-hmm. first off, looking at a freshwater eel, you can't tell how they might reproduce. There are no visible reproductive bits. So Exactly. Like, how, how do they make more? And so, well, let's watch and see. Except that, and this is the part that's crazy to me, freshwater eels will swim out into the ocean, which ought to be deadly to them, mm-hmm. and swim to the Bermuda Triangle, which is the Sargasso Sea. Yeah. Right? And somewhere in there, something happens and fresh and some new freshwater eels swim back and then swim right. back into freshwater and take up residence. Yep. Um, what? Like, I've always thought it was maybe the octopods were secretly controlling the world, um, probably reporting updates to the whales or something. But now I've got to put uh, freshwater eels into that trifecta of alien life forms that just happen to live on our planet. They also live really, really long in some conditions. Um, what if they're immortal and they go there to regenerate, Melissa? What if they don't actually have babies? They just regenerate, like fucking time lords i mean it could be but um there was there was a thing in like various european countries where if you had a well to keep the well clean you'd throw an eel down there and that eel would eat bugs and and stuff and keep the water from going stagnant and that eel would live for hundreds of years that's so freaky Yeah, there was a news item a few years ago about an eel that was purported to be like 300 years old that finally cacked. A well eel. Yeah. (laughs) A well eel. Uh, Uh, (laughs) She's well eeled. (laughs) I made a pun. (laughs) (laughs) All right. That's probably all the the wonder we can express without hurting ourselves. (laughs) So, so thank you, dear listeners, for joining us on Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome. Uh, recordings might be scant for the next couple of weeks as Wendy goes adventuring across the globe. Whee. And uh, we, so we will see you when she gets back. Uh, see you, listen, uh, hear, hmm, speak at your... Uh, speak, yeah, meta, uh, yeah. <laughs> Royal we... No, is a... Wait, no. Anyway... We will be back. We will be back. There it is. We will be back in a few weeks when uh, Wendy returns with tales of her travel. Yes. So I have been Melissa, and that has been Wendy. And we will chat with you in the undetermined future. Bye. Bye. Goddamn, why am I so lousy at that? In the indeterminate future. Ah. Ah. The indeterminate future. Also, I I need to record our outros again because our our old outros mention dead websites all over the place. It's like, we we post every Thursday. No, we don't. Uh, We really don't. We don't talk on Facebook. Twitter, less said about Twitter, the better. 
Stitcher doesn't <laughs> exist anymore. <laughs> so, you know. Speaking of, how about I do it right now? Here. Okay. You ready? Okay. Did I, I sent you the, the yeah. text, I think. Okay. Do it. Okay. Okay. Thank you for joining us in the Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome. Our theme song was written by Tim Wick and Jeffrey Brown and recorded and mastered by Chad Dutton. New episodes arrive almost every week. You can find us on iTunes and on other podcatchers. You can also visit us and listen at our website, xanaducinema.com. Very good. Bravo. Thank you. Thank you so much. Bravo.